Blog Talk Radio. Discover. Transform. Manifest. Welcome to Empowered Whole Being Radio, a safe and sacred place to discover and explore our unity. Hello, fellow empowerment seekers. Welcome to our show. Hello, Rob. Hello, Gandhi. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Gandhi. Happy birthday to you. Yay! Cha cha cha. Cha cha cha. Oh my God! Thank you so much. Special day today. We're celebrating Gandhi's birthday on today's show. (laughs) Yes, it's Palm Sunday and my birthday. One year, my birthday was on Easter Sunday. Can you imagine? Oh wow! I can't imagine. Birthday East. uh, Back in those days, when I was younger, I celebrated more of Christian holidays. So we had Easter birthday type cake. Birthday and Easter all mixed together. So, gosh, Rob, there's been a lot going on the last couple of weeks since we had our last um, show, huh? Mm hmm. Bad I'm telling you, I really feel the shift even more and more and more. Maybe it's because I am really transforming even more rapidly now. However, I don't know why, but it just feels that way to me. This is my perception of it. Just um, a lot of shifting going on. <laughs> what what the shift? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shifting going on here. Uh-huh. Yeah. The last quarter. Lighter. Session. It's lighter though to me. Oh, it feels well, lighter. Yeah. Like I mean, it's just—I mean, that's just a lot of um, energy or whatever. The shift. I mean, we're always shifting. It's a continual thing. But um, I just feel like this part is feeling. I'm feeling lighter through it. Yeah, the the core issue session that I did uh, on myself or my avatar last week had a really strong. Um, energetic, fear-based energetic uh, frequency of guilt. And it's been interesting because right before I did the core issue session and a few days right after, I was getting bit by bugs, spiders, and things. A lot. Like, amazingly. (laughs) I'm like, what? You know, according to Louise Hay... Spider, like insect bites, bug bites, are guilt. And that was a core, that was a really prominent frequency in that module, was guilt. Not my guilt, like my avatar's guilt, but guilt of the greater self over all the chaos and its own uh, temper tantrum, so to speak. (laughs) It was really (laughs) interesting. Uh, the the session, the things that came up for uh, for transmutation. Now I'm not getting bit, so that's really wonderful. 
Yeah, I would yeah. imagine so. <laughs> yeah, just like, God. Yeah. Little little baby spiders, just enough to be annoying. Hey, Jay. Joey's with us. Hi, Jay. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. Jay from Canada. Hi, Jay. So, anything you want to share that, that was really stuck out for you this last um, couple weeks? Sure. Uh, over the last few weeks, I'm actually just starting to feel lighter and freer and healthier. Um, the big course of last week, I was down and out for about five days. Um, I had a fever for about four of those days, um, which was fascinating to me. Uh, I And a couple of my friends and people that around me were sick, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry that I got you sick. And I'm like, no, you didn't get me sick. Nobody can really get you sick. Um, right, only if you're... Right running that energy um, is what I was going through because, um, you know, I was helping them out and, you know, bringing them food and different things. And um, But it wasn't that. That's not how it was. I got sick. I got sick because I needed it. I mean, I, I look at this in a very different way, yes. Um, my first one see, was probably a little bit down because I was – I had also some fear okay, going wait, on. Okay, wait, stop for My for avatar – Wait, wait, one, one second. Um, the reason why I'm asking you to stop is as you're talking about this, you're shifting your frequency, and guess what? Your connection for the first, I mean, your connection is usually really, really good. Mm-hmm. The only time that it wasn't was that time, remember before, when you were working through that stuff and everything was going haywire in your house electrically, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so as you were talking about this, interestingly enough, now your connection's great. As you were talking about it, your energy starts shifting into it, and your connection was going crazy. You were like, you were um, breaking up and like having weird kind of <laughs> electronic. So, yeah. So let's let's uh, okay, let's honor that, and let's because, you know. Well, that's part of it because how that's how. Well, that's, I feel that's how I got sick because I was running that energy. Yeah, so... And, or and, and that fever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fever is, uh, according to Louise Hay, is uh, anger. Anger, So, yeah. um, um, So let's just expand our coherence so that when you're sharing this, uh, your your connection stays good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what had come out right before the fever was some of the anger of past experiences that I had um, with different events or different people. And uh-huh. I it had just come out of one, coming back from Montreal, and uh-huh. I was trying to look at it and understand it. And part of it was like, like the energy, um, people were like, oh, your energy is so strong, and this and that. And then it's like, then I didn't either not talk to someone because like, I can't handle your energy, or it's just I need space for all this stuff. And then how I would, I was explaining it to people. It's like, wow, then I look like, people are like, oh, well, you're, they would blame me. It's like, oh, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. for something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Another one of my friends really pointed that out. It's like, wow, but look what you're creating. Because by reconfirming or reconfirming that story, it's like, no, I, yeah, maybe they blame me. And then it's like, oh, I'm the asshole. Or, you know, because of me being myself, it's like, wow, no, look what I'm, look what I'm manifesting. Like, it it really, like, it really took me back. um, And it was the night before I got sick. 
that's what I think the fascinating thing of all of it. Oh, um, so it culminated. It like came to it, it came to a culmination. It came to a surface. I saw it, oh. and then bam, it just exploded. So it was just like to me, it was part of releasing all those layers of many years of me reconfirming that, not thinking that mm. I'm an asshole or that I'm you know the cause of it, or just me being my own energy. Um, but me, re, re, like the energy that I put into initially when I started to talk about this story was the same kind of energy that I put into talking about the, these events. Right. Well, you were, you were, that was the co-creation, you know, yeah. staying in that frequency, staying in that frequency. So it was just the power of the words, which we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So that was, and that was my power of words. It's like even how... I described myself how others would, you know, in the in a situation, and I was manifesting more of it, and not even realizing it on to some level. Mhm, mhm. And that's the <clears throat> that's also the power of noticing and being aware, so you know yeah. what is going, on, you know, what, and not feel broadsided then, because we, because when we practice a level of awareness and present now moment presence, then. Number one, we'll have fewer of those experiences of feeling broadsided by something. Yeah. That you know, because we'll see the pattern uh, coming. We'll see it as it's unveiling itself. You know, each time we get ready for a core issue module release, the stuff comes to the surface for a reason. It's part of the mechanism. It's supposed to come to the surface so that we can have the now present moment observation of it so that we can disengage and prepare it for transmutation. So that's all well and good. And it does it can be a little challenging during those time periods. However, maintaining that awareness that it's not who we are, that that isn't us. We are the greater self and that this is merely the the program of our avatar. It really helps it helps me. So mm-hmm. I understand. I've been, like I said, this last one that I just worked through had a lot of guilt energy in it. And there was, the, like I said, the bug bites and different things like that were all part of that. And now they've stopped, you know, because I'm transitioning out of that frequency. It's dissipating now. So, yay. Right. So today, <laughs> oh, gosh. Today's show, exploring the power of the spoken word, as you just said, and and I want to and I and I had this in the show description, and this is part of what we're going to be talking about. When I when I do mentoring for my transformation clients, one of the things I talk to them about is this very topic, and there is a vibrational difference between. Obviously, because everything's electromagnetic frequency, so everything has a vibrational rate. And the word hard, wow, that's really hard to do. Or it's so hard when this happens. Or life is hard. Hard has, in that context, hard has the frequency of impossibility. And that's the energy that just puts a big, fat wall between your third dimension experience and being in the joy zone and manifesting joy with ease. 
I recommend and I invite people and encourage people to use the word challenging. Life can be challenging. Uh, wow, this is a challenging experience. I feel this is challenging me, you know? Things like that. Because challenge has the frequency of intensity and needing to focus and um, work through, yet it has the possibility also of completion, of success. Like in the Marine Corps, they do create challenging opportunities in their very end of boot camp, they have what's called the crucible. And it's several days and nights of different types of brain exercises where they, the, the soon-to-be Marines have to solve puzzles of when they're tired and hungry. So they have to find a way to dig deep and connect to this bigger energy of solutions. And accept it as a challenge, not that it's impossible. It's possible. There is a solution to the challenges they're given. It involves teamwork and things of that nature. And there is a solution. It isn't unsolvable. It's just challenging. And those defining moments expand because we let go of our limitations. So I wanted to talk about it a little bit because that's a good example of the difference in words and the frequencies of words and what the unconscious implications of those frequencies are and what they do when they um, when we're dialoguing with the quantum field, how they, those words, create our next experience. Because whatever happens around us in the third dimension, remember this, is after the fact. It's the after effect of what we've already transmitted and received. So, Rob, we're going to talk about Even, vibrational yeah, yeah. frequencies of words. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, just as you were talking, I wanted to listen to how you are describing it, and I like the analogy that you used, but there's still a piece of me, which I understand is the frequency of that word, that I still don't even resonate with the word challenging. Um, I agree it's better than hard. Um, it creates mm-hmm. more opportunity um, to finish, mm-hmm. but I, my avatar right now is still like the word challenge is still, um, I don't know. Still I try to look at things as a blast. It still has a negative kind of, and I don't even like the word negative, but it just still has some kind of blocking limitation for, for me personally when I hear that word. Um where it's like I try to, at least for me, like even like the fever. Um, I said I had a fever this past week, and I posted a thing on Facebook about it. But I, I used it as, like, I saw the fever as a blessing. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, so I try to, like, see things either as a blessing or as an opportunity So for growth. Like a, like the fever I saw, um, it was a, a interesting way. Fevers are our body's way of fighting some kind of you know, bacterial, whatever, energetic thing on its own, and that's a beautiful thing. So I didn't, I didn't you know, so I, try, I was trying to embrace my own fever and not say, oh, I don't like the eggs or the fever or the kills or this or this, and was oh, it was yeah. it frustrating at times? Yeah. Yes, but I try, was trying to understand and, like, look at the fever and say thank you because if the fever wasn't there, um, it could have been, you know, on the flip side, I could still be sick right now. Um, but that fever helps my body 
fight whatever it needed to in the natural way, um, which I'm mm-hmm. thankful for. So I guess I don't know. I was just I'm just sharing my own personal view on how right, I was viewing challenges, how it resonated with you, me. Right where you are is a different frequency, and every avatar you begin where you are. And right. the first step for some people is just taking a look at the word hard as opposed yeah. to challenge. That's the first step. You're in a different place, and for you, embracing it and owning the fact that the fever was co-created, that you brought that fever on because you were processing anger. Just like I created all those insect bites because I was processing guilt. If we're going to use Louise Hayes work, which I do really honor her work. I believe it has a lot of credibility. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk about that and talk about labeling as well, both labeling ourselves, labeling others, and what what that energetically um, creates. There's a real connection with that. And also we talked about spoken word in a, the topic of today's show, but I think we'll also be touching upon the fact that it's very powerful, the unspoken word, like what we internalize, our internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. So last show we had on, uh, Rob, wasn't you weren't with us, we had Trilby Johnson on. She's really a delight and in, uh, has some interesting work that she's doing. She's based out of New Zealand, has quite a history, background in... Um, I mean, she has a uh, Bachelor of Science degree in psychology and is a neuro-linguistic programmer and all kinds of healing modalities. And her book is a nice little divination oracle kind of book that she wrote. Um, And if you're interested in any of that, just check out that show and uh, listen to it on demand. So we have a call-in number, 646 Three seven eight one seven three two. Please do join us, Jay. We're going to get to you. Hang in there, Jay. <laughs> and um, if you like the the Empowered Whole Being Facebook page, if you're on Facebook, you will be kept abreast of all of our activities and as a foundation and what's going on. Um, the Empowered Whole Being Press again, all visionary authors. If you feel guided feeling that nudge and you have a manuscript or you are wanting to write one, I encourage you to embrace that nudge, that guidance. Because right now during this really powerful transformational moment that we're all experiencing in some level, different ways, uh, each individual avatar has a certain resonance. And if they're feeling guided to share their story or share some information that assisted them in their self-realization process, honor that because there will be other individuals, other avatars whose resonance is akin to yours. And they may only be able to hear that message through you for their own path. So I I just encourage you to trust that nudging, that guidance. And if Empowered Hope Being Press can be of assistance to you, then by all means, reach out to us. We'd love to help you in your quest to share your voice. So, Rob, 
any announcements for the center or anything you'd like to share? Um, no, the only thing we got coming up is uh, we're doing Living Balance Center where we have the Awakened Empowered Expo um, April 25th through the 27th uh, in Troy, Michigan at the Met Hotel. We will be doing a, um, a sound immersion on the 26th in a three-hour presentation on intracranial sacral therapy, uh, intro to shamanism, and then a 90-minute immersion. Um, we'll have a booth there, and there will be speakers from around the world that will be there. Um, so, yeah, if you're in the area or you want to come into town, it's going to be a, a beautiful event, uh, April 25th to the 27th at the Met Hotel. Sounds like it'll be fun for sure. Yeah. So if you're in the area, check it out. Exploring the power of the spoken word. We sort of started touching upon that uh, in our introduction. And I'd like to, if it's okay with you, Rob, I'd like to bring Jay live because yeah. he's been holding for a while. Let's go ahead and bring him live. Have him join our discussion. Hey, Jay. Hi, Candace. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. So what's up? Got something fun and exciting conversation. to share. And uh, just, uh, what are you just talking about the two words or just words in general? Are we going to talk about just those two words? No, we're talking about words in general. Like words like um, the frequencies of words. And that being aware of the energy of the spoken word will also assist in that journey in uh, of self-realization. Do you have a comment? You always have good stuff to share. I'm interested in hearing what you've got to say. I don't know. I just I find that um, I think there words that we use. Sometimes they're silent. Um, I think what we do is actually we create perceptions around those words, especially when you're texting, right? Because you never know, uh, or no one ever knows what, what people are thinking at that moment when they text, right? So it, you're kind of like guessing what what they are saying because, um, uh, how would you say it? Um, the vibrational frequency of that, those words that they're communicating to you. So I find it's a guessing game right now. So you can put it like, for example, when you when you text someone saying hello or something like that, uh, you can get the communication either maybe right or wrong. But you just and if you know that person. You can you can say well that person's trying to uh, has a um, a certain vibrational frequency that they're they're trying to communicate to you, but if you don't know that person, it's it's kind of a guess game. So I find well, you, go ahead go ahead go ahead. I find that those words um, nowadays um, don't really mean a lot unless there's feeling you know that goes with it like. Uh, if I'm talking to you, you know what my voice sounds like. So it's different than chatting you in a chat room. So especially on those two words of you know hard or those, that other word you're talking about. So challenging. We just challenged. For, yeah, challenged, and uh, uh, I feel that we create those things initially, and then we try to figure what's going on after that. So. Yeah. Well, I think well, here's my take on that. There's three things happening. There's the frequency of the word, which is 
in in a higher sense is neutral and then there is the projected frequency upon that word by the pe person speaking it and then there's the projected frequency of that word upon that word by the person listening so if you're in a conversation be it text or whatever it might be all of this di all of those dynamics are occurring simultaneously there's also the projection of, of a word on upon a word's energy um, when we have internal dialogue. It, to pick a word that is really highly charged, I'm going to pick the word money. Not only the word, but the concept of it. It's really quite neutral. Money is just energy, just like everything else. What's interesting, though, is what's projected upon it. And the projection is what causes the energy of the money, because it's just energy, so the quantum field complies and replicates whatever that projection might be. Money is easy to get. Money's hard to get. Money's challenging to get. Whatever the projection is, that's how it's going to... That's what the experience is going to end up being. So what we're talking about today is bringing awareness, like shining a spotlight on words, what we say, and labels. Using, you know, oh, I, this always happens to me, or uh, I always get cut off in traffic, or... or I'm this, I'm that. I'm Aries, so therefore I act this way. Those kind of labels, too, are very limiting. And if we're really energy, then is that really who we are? Or is that just what we're exploring right at this now moment? Uh, um, Jay, I'm going to put yeah. you back on mute because there's a lot of uh, background noise. Okay. I hear like a like a little bit of a funny uh, roaring sound, so I'm gonna put you on mute, okay? If you wanna okay, comment, if you wanna comment, just put something in the chat box, and we'll put you back on again. Okay, thanks. Okay, thank you, Jay. Big hug. Okay. So that was cool. That thanks, was Jay. Cool. Yeah. And even the power of the words, because I know we were sort of talking about this yesterday, Candy. Um, the how of it really does for me is as being a body <clears throat> body worker and um and working with people and individuals again and this goes for anybody because we we teach a study group for cranial sacral therapy and um we even have an advanced advanced practitioners and it's it's very fascinating how we got into this discussion a few weeks ago and because uh, a lot of times after a session a client may ask me well what did you feel what did you sense and I, over the years, I've learned, um, as been very cautious, of re always referring it back to the individual and allowing them to say, you know, what did, like, what did they feel? What did they experience in that, in that moment, in that session? Um, because it's, it's their perception and it's their frequency and, and their interpretation. I can listen and help support that space during that, but I guess from what I can share with them if I shared with them, oh, your left shoulder was rotated, or in your head, your one of your bones, your sphenoid bone was had a torsion. These are words that we 
I, when I was doing the training, that that's how we learned if a bone was rotated or tore, you know, had a torsion or a torque on it. Um, and if it was a left or a lateral strain, uh, we, I could share that with the client or the individual. But after that individual left my space, they would go share that with more like more more than likely would go share that with a friend or a spouse or somebody and say, oh yes, I just had this you know great session and my left sphenoid is tor- you know has torsion and my right shoulder has a you know a strain in it, but those words came from me and not that individual. So then what would that individual do? Those words that created a frequency now developed a frequency and a vibration in their body, which then created a whole other story within their tissue of their third dimension avatar um, in their body. So that's yeah, you know, not, the power. It, it's not, it, what that does is it, it, it perpetuates because the yeah. energy was already there. That's why right. it was noticed, already stored there. And by you, you practicing really clear accountability and in choosing not to be, um, an active perpetuator of that co-created locking energy of that particular client. You're 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 taking you're stepping back. You're you're choosing not to perpetuate that energy of co- of uh, fear-based co-creation. So, uh, which then of course manifests in the physical body. So by you stepping back and having them experience what they're experiencing that allows them to have more dots connected, more insight and epiphany moments which helps release the energy instead instead of supplanting it and and recharging it which is what happened when, remember um, when you were processing and talking about your experiences in Toronto you know and that led to this and that and this and that and and Right. That was exactly what you experienced, right? Right. The perpetuation exactly. of it, right? Until you were able to process it. Yeah. But it's just, you know, a good note for people to understand because even if you're not a body worker or whatever, a lot of times we 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 can have a tendency, I've noticed with people um, even speaking with friends or family members or loved ones will do that. Oh, I see you do this or you should do that. You know, those should and could, you know, those should. Um it's very fascinating. Okay, you brought up a really important point, and I haven't. I want to talk about that. There are certain words that I, as a as a mentor and transformation facilitator, really steer clear of. Those words are, especially talking to a client, and this is the same, like what you do, Rob, too. Any practitioner of yeah. any kind, coach. Uh, healer, whatever, uh, words like need to, should, have to, in the context would be, oh, you need to do this. You have to do that. It creates an interesting energetic dynamic. And I select these words to use in their place. My alternative is I invite you to meditate upon this. I invite you to step back in and uh, expand your coherence and see what you re- what information and guidance you receive. I encourage you. So I invite you, I encourage you. Things like that I use as alternatives to 
those other phrases, you should, you have to, you need to, things like that. I think yeah. that creates more opportunity for ownership. And owning your energy and what you co-create is the key, is the first step, I should say, to being free, having free will. Because when we make unconscious, when we transmit energies unconsciously, we don't realize we're blocking ourselves. We have no awareness of it. It's full. It's through full ownership of what we're transmitting energetically, which is our thoughts and our feelings, into the quantum field. Because um, that's what co-creates our experience. Mm-hmm. I think I'd like to touch upon labeling too both external and internal. You had some good thoughts on that, Rob. I'd love to hear them. Yeah. Um, the label thing, just sort of like, it was sort of after I was getting done with the fever, uh, I was getting downloaded about like, you know, it was in the blessing of the fever. Then the next day, it's just interesting that when I go through these trans transformational shifts like this and how I get downloaded all this information, but with the labels I was seeing is even introducing myself right now, I could say, I am a Caucasian male, 39, French and Irish descent. Okay, so what is that? I just labeled myself by sex. I labeled myself by age. I labeled myself by uh, race. I labeled myself by, I mean, right there, I just labeled five labels in five. Does that matter? So my question is to, even for myself, is for other individuals, because as I'm going through this energetic shift over the last few weeks, is do you do you see your own soul? or your own essence, your true essence, as when, when you look at yourself and when you look at others. Um, when you look at others around you, either when you go into a restaurant or a store, um, when you see somebody, what do you see? Do you automatically run to those, those, do those labels run through your head? Oh, it's a male, it's a female. Oh, they're this <clears throat> race. Oh, they're about this age. Um, they're this background. They're this socioeconomic. I mean, all these, what the mind will do or will do or can you are you able to instead just see them for an energetic being for who they really are with all, all those if all those labels were to fall away so it's just like right now what i'm going through or i have been going through is when i see people i don't see them as all those labels i just see them as energy what energy mm-hmm. are they right. portraying that's all i see an energy force in front of me and that's all. So the, all those other things are no longer being present um, or they're starting to fade. And it's just, I'm just seeing things very energetically. To see that, that indicates to So me, to me, that, oh, I'm sorry, just one more point. But it's just like, okay, as like, so my analogy for this or what was coming through a few days ago was through, I see it as a Band-Aid. I, have to, I see things very visually. So a Band-Aid is something I can see visually and understand. So when I see a Band-Aid on a person is like a label, so a label of limitation. So you're putting, we're putting all these Band-Aids on ourselves and other individuals um, as labels is the Band-Aid, and the, they're creating a limitation. But when we take these labels, say I take off the label of male or female, I take off the label of uh, race, I take off the label of age. So I'm taking off all these Band-Aids of limitation off myself and others. So underneath all these 
band-aids, which are whatever representative of healing a wound, you take off all these bandages, and who do you see underneath all the bandages is the the, the pure essence of who we are. You know, that's what you're sharing right now is is a wonderful indicator of where you are in your expansion process. You know how I talk about shifting perception from that of the third dimension avatar and its story to the true identity, which is the greater self, the expanded self, the divine consciousness, whatever word you want to use. You're doing that. That's an indication of that, Rob. You're beginning to shift your perception. You're beginning to uh, really embody and experience, not as a conceptual knowing, like intellectually knowing. You're experientially moving through that transition and you're viewing and you're starting to see everything around you in its true form, which is energy. Not the avatar story. Not the avatar's story, which is also its research project. You're seeing it for what it is. It's you and you're it. Like I'm you and you're me. We're we're all coalesced into that same greater consciousness. And the individuation is just part of this illusion that we have here in the third dimension because the only other place there's no other there's no other dimension that has that separation quite like that. Right. Only here has that illusion of separation. And so labels are sort of like I'm sorry, labels are like words that we were talking about earlier. Labels also have a frequency to them. By identifying, I am male, or you know, I am you know, I am an Irish background and French. You know, it's like all those they like they have a really strong frequency and background, or even religion. You know, I was um, I was growing raised Catholic, and now I'm more spiritual, but, like, even growing up, like, I am a Catholic. You know, it's just, like, even, like, religion or any kind of religion, um, you know, Muslim or Orthodox or anything, Jewish, everything has a very strong energy and connection, Mm -hmm. which is, again, a label. So it's like you Mm -hmm. take that label away, and underneath the label, we are all that pure energy again. Right. Exactly. Again, so it's like we have all these, like we have all these advocacy groups, you know, for this group and this group and this group, and it's like all this strong energy, and it's like all these labels are actually creating. To me, I'm seeing these labels. I think advocacy groups are wonderful, but it's just again this concentrated energy on a label is almost limiting to some degree. Well, it's separating. It is it's not creating. It's not creating unity. No, I mean they're trying to advocate for the cause for whatever you know individual right. advocacy group, like you said, religion or whatever else is going on. But then it's all it has is creating this separation. So it's this this oxymoron that I'm seeing lately or feeling. Well, again, where you are, where, my my take on this, and take it or leave it. <laughs> but what I'm what I'm when you share what you're sharing, to me it's very exciting because you are in that moment where of um, of expansion, realization that the whole sense of duality and separation, you're you're beginning to experience the illusion of that, that we're in fact unified. We are in fact one energy. And, And it's very profound and it's very exciting. And 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you you use you use the term about the advocacy groups, which is awesome. And um, again, here in the third dimension, every avatar is exactly on the in working their program like they're supposed to on behalf of us as greater self. And all of it serves a purpose. What's interesting to me is and this is part of the shift we're in right now, is um how almost like things in a way are more polarized. Um, because it's bringing it to the surface, like, you know, before a core issue session, how things come up to the surface so we can really understand them for full release. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's what's going on in a larger scale. And again, I think it's important to remember doing through all of this, and this is part of the spoken word thing, is that energy is energy, and it doesn't take on specific kinds like words or whatever, specific kinds of reactive form until it's personalized by the avatar. When the avatar personalizes through their context, their perception, that's when it takes on that particular energy. And I use the words comparatively between hard and challenge, challenging, because because generally speaking, that word hard is used, and I've heard this word used in that context, that was almost hopeless kind of energy in it, by many, many people who are on a path of self-realization and awakening and are not aware of the fact that the words they speak and the energy they project on those words it's all it's other like on autopilot and the self perpetuating loop that that causes. So I wanted we when you and I talked about what we should do for a show topic, we wanted like I said before shine a spotlight on this so that we have more collectively those who are listening and thinking about this topic collectively have more awareness of what we're feeling and then thinking and speaking and how that is constantly, because we're in constant energetic dialogue with the quantum field, how that perpetuates or co-creates, perpetuates the same old loop or co-creates a new experience. We have that choice when we have the awareness. And it's just paying attention, noticing, as you had said before, noticing, using the art of noticing. And I think that's something that's interesting, too, is that when you refinish just one thought, is that um, as we go through Mm -hmm. our transformational process, and we're not, I am certainly, my physical beingness, my avatar, is certainly not, the same frequency, which then, you know, equates to personality and self-identity and all that, is in nowhere near the same person I was at the end of last year, let alone two years ago, you know. And what's interesting is when you're around individuals who 
have been in your circle, your your energetic spirit group, you know, your group, whether it be family or friends, they're still projecting their their per- perception of your avatar, of your beingness from how they knew you in the past. So when we're around those individuals, I think it's really important and very informative and empowering to notice what words start coming out of your mouth. Do you, and that's an indication of are you starting to shift your frequency to match their projection or their their perception of you? Or are you still staying true to where you are in that now moment, your expanded self? And it also gives you information as to what kinds of things you had co-created in the past that maybe were self-diminishing or self-expanding. You know, it can go either way. It can... It can be used as a confirmation and and also um, a beautiful database of, of information being laid in front of you as to what it was you were co-creating in the past, be it joyful or fearful. There's a lot of good, I mean, this whole kind of awareness of of words and and the energies of those words and the context in which they're used can be very self-revealing and therefore self-empowering. Wouldn't you agree? I would I would agree, definitely. Because that awareness is the key <clears throat> to see. And because even as you shift, I was even thinking about, like, as you were saying all that, is the frequency, even as it, even of the words, like, hard and challenging, like, hard doesn't even, the frequency did not even, I don't know, it just doesn't even resonate or anything. It just didn't even, you know, strike anywhere challenging did. But it's like, as we begin to shift and change and even come to a different vibration, I mean, you could ask me six months and we could have the same conversation. Challenging probably wouldn't even even make another difference. You know, it's just, it's interesting yeah. how as we change and mm-hmm. shift. Words and frequencies change and shift as well. Exactly. Exactly. That's so, so very true. I have really been experiencing that. I very much have because I've said this before and I'll keep saying it forever probably, I don't know. But the truth is we don't know what we don't know. Our avatar is on a path of self, um, self-realignment with its true identity as the greater being. And in that path, sometimes I feel like I'm a baby learning to walk again because the avatar had a certain perception, the Candace avatar, of what the world is for her. And then as as more of the core issue modules are released, the vibrational rate radically changes and shifts. Therefore, the the third dimension or outside world perception completely shifts, right? And then the experiences that one has, like I have, shift. And we talk about that in terms, you know, of those of us on the path of self-realization. We talk about, oh, oh, miracles, the universe is providing, la, la, la. Well, actually what's happening is our energy field, which is our third dimension body, is transforming it's 
shifting and becoming a higher, lighter, more joy-based frequency. We want to put a term on it, a word. <laughs> and which means we're more in alignment with the greater self. Therefore, our dialogue with the quantum field is in that frequency of co-creating more joy. And I think it's it's very powerful to first recognize that that ownership and take you know take ownership in that co-creation and then realize that when good things happen it's because we are taking ownership of it and we are holding a resonance of joy it isn't mm-hmm. i think it's disempowering when we want to say the universe is providing yeah that's okay to say i guess but in truth we are engaging differently. And because we're engaging differently from a different frequency, we are co-creating a different experience. So in a sense, the universe is providing, but we are the universe. And it's just being in unity with us, if if that makes sense. Yeah, being in unity with who we are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Without the labels and the words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I'll get so another powerful experience that just sort of popped into my head, which I mean, sort of resonates. Well, it does resonate with this whole topic of conversation. Is when I was in Montreal. So the power of words is. One one of the sessions we were working on, this lady um, was had was French speaking. I don't speak French, but during the session, it was one of our most powerful spe- sessions. And I would ask my friend a few times during the session, "Can you ask her this?" And he looked at me like was wondering, like, "Well, how did you know that?" And it just because because at that point, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. She spoke French. I spoke English. Her body energy had the language all of its own just as well as my body and you know we have that that's right. our essence our essence has a beautiful language even without words um so i was able to have that communication with her essence i was able to see it and feel it and understand it during the session so that would clue me in to ask her different questions but it was only a few because the majority of the session was silent and afterwards i mean what she shared was just so profound. It was one of her most profound sessions, and she got so much more insight into her own um, process and birth and whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But it just goes to show you even the power of the frequency. When you take those labels off, the the power of the essence of the individual speaks louder than anything if we listen. Yeah, because, again, we're not individual. We're not the illusion of separateness, the illusion that, um, okay, the illusion here in the third dimension that you're in Michigan and I'm in California, that we have whatever miles separating us. That's the third dimension time-space illusion, right? Because in reality, you and I are unified at any moment that we just we focus on it. We're instantly exactly. unified. So I'm not surprised that you had this amazing session with this French-speaking client, because you were communicating in the true sense of how we communicate 24-7. And one of the mm-hmm. things that I find interesting is when in, in the world, in the realm of business, 
and there's always these discussions of how to be a better communicator and the intonation is studied, the body language is studied, studied as indicators, and the eyes that they dilate or do whatever. Okay, that's such a tiny part of how the yeah. communication is really created because we're energetic, we're, we're fields of energetic frequencies, electromagnetic frequencies. And electric is, in our words, <laughs> often in alignment with the feminine or the yin, and the magnetic is more the yang and the masculine. We're, we're both, because that's our complete self. And when we're, ener we're energetically com communicating with each other, and because who we are is the quantum field, and the quantum field is the greater self, we're interconnected in talking and communicating constantly. It's non-local, you know, quantum science. It doesn't matter where you are, what dimension you're in. <laughs> it's a constant right. dialogue. I think awareness of the dialogue is really important. And we talked about, that. we wanted to talk about the power of the spoken word. Again, like I said, just to bring real focus of consciousness, of awareness, as to what your thoughts that you're thinking, words that you're speaking, and to remember that those thoughts and words are really indications of the programming, the story of, of our avatars. And that as we shift, we'll have different contexts, different words even, as we were talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just awareness of that. Not that there's a right or wrong way. That's not like that's not what that's about. It's just awareness. And when we label ourselves or others, that's also a form of judgment, isn't it? Mhm. Mm not that judging it, it could be where you're someone's judging someone in a way that they think they're beautiful. So it's not necessarily a self-diminishing act of judgment, but it is an act of judgment. And sometimes that leads to self-comparison, which then becomes a self-diminishing act of judgment. You know how that can happen, right? right. So just being just being aware of of those kinds of things and, and if it takes you out of your joy zone then you know that you um, are being shown what still has a bit of a of a hot you know hot spot for you what you can something that's that's ready to be released something that is not really serving you and you can let it go you can begin to ask for assistance for it to be transmuted to be released. Well, we're getting close to the end of the show already. <laughs> and um, so thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jay, for your wonderful energy and always your contribution. And Rob, you and I haven't really decided what we're going to do on the next show, but we'll, it'll come, right? Something will come. Right. And now we does. Always does. 
So we'll we'll just um we'll see how that unfolds. And in the last few minutes of our show, uh let's go ahead and unless there's something you'd like to bring into conclusion, Rob, we could do our divine heart coherence meditation. Which is something you wanna you um, know, finalize on. Yeah. Yeah, there's just one last thing. One of the phrases that I use with a lot of different individuals during your sessions is seeing if they're open to the possibility. I just like mm. that phrase. Um, mm-hmm. Are you open to the possibility? And even if they're not, could a, could a fingernail be or an eyelash? Um, sometimes the whole body of the energy field is not open to the possibility, but maybe even like can your fingernail feel, be open to the possibility of what it might feel like mm-hmm. to feel joy or feel a I different frequency. Um, I think that's really brilliant. Um, I like that. I use something similar with my mentoring clients. I say, um, for for huge transformation to take place, there's only one criteria, and that is the willingness to being open to the possibility that you're not this physical being, that you're actually the greater self experiencing a human experience through this physical form. The willingness to be open. So I use something similar, and it's true. It's very powerful. Very powerful. Thanks for bringing that up, Rob. Happy birthday, (laughs) (laughs) Gandhi. Thank you, Rob. You are awesome. I love you so much. So... (laughs) Okay. Well, how about that's good with getting us in the joy zone. Let's get ready to do our divine heart coherence so we can bring that joy in and uh, and let it carry us through the next two weeks. So, again, using our activator, which, um, again, is something in nature, and uh, nature's neutral. So if you recall a moment in nature where you experience the awe and beauty of your surroundings. It could be anywhere, the beach, the ocean, the desert, the forest. It can be a sunrise, a sunset. It was just amazing. It was a moment that when you were there, you felt the power of creation around you and you really felt the beauty and joy knowing that you are part of that creation, that you are in unity with that creation. So re- Reliving that moment, use that activator. We're going to focus our intention, uh, our attention on our heart with our fingertips at the base of our breastbone there at the heart chakra, bringing our focus there. We're going to feel that moment. We're going to relive it in every, every sense, every one of our senses. If there was a certain aroma in the air, ocean spray or salt or um, moist forest, uh, Anything like that. Just smell it. Feel the breeze on your skin. Be there. Feel it. And let yourself expand into that moment. And focus on your heart. Letting it be there with that moment. Let it expand. That's good. If anything feels a little stuck, you can use this phrase, deactivate, dissolve, release. Let it expand. And now allow that energy to flow out of your heart into the very center of the universe. Just imagine a beautiful light. That's the center of the universe. And from there, another beam of energy comes into your heart. 
belly. And allow that flow of energy from the heart into the light of the universe, from the universe into your belly. And just keep allowing yourself to feel that joyful moment that you experienced in that natural setting. And until we're together again in, in the next two weeks, joy be with you. This has been Empowered Whole Being Radio. Thank you for joining us. On-demand episodes are available at empoweredwholebeing.com. Until next time, joy to you.